Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, up in the upper square, beaming the satellites in from a chilly Austin, Texas. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? <laughs> Damn it, Ted, you're not wrong. I uh, yeah, we're bundled up tight down here. I'm wearing the giant parka that I was wearing in Park City, now in Austin. So, you know, the desert moves in waves. How you boys doing? <laughs> good, good. All right, down there in the bottom square, also from a chilly uh, palm desert, Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Yeah, dude, a couple of 40 the other night. I Look, if people know me, they'll understand when I make this statement. The last week was the first week I had turned on the heat in my bedroom. Because like I, I moved in, what, last March? So I never got that cold. I mean, I have both bedrooms and the living room and like, man. Like Sunday morning, I got up and just walked through my hallway up the stairs. And I mean, you could see your breath in there. It was, it's been, it's literally been below freezing all weekend. Dang. Ted, I feel like I can hear the, the happiness and excitement that Matt and I are both in the cold with you. Oh, 100%. (laughs) I love it. That's like, I live in Seattle, so it's expected. But when I saw what was going on in Texas, I was like, ooh, that's not good. Oh, shoot. I just lost one of our I'm trying to track down all of our uh, emails. There we go. There Did any is. any pipes burst yet in Texas? No, but I had a pipe burst in Seattle, actually, inside the popcorn shop. Oh, oh no. Kid. I left my sinks dripping all weekend because that's how cold it was. Yeah, we had like one swell and kind of it was leaking, but it didn't actually fully like pop. Um, but it created some issues. But we're all right. We're good. <laughs> so when we left here last week that was wednesday night we taped it and yeah. i talked to my buddy will this week and he's like hey i listened to your podcast about the national championship and he goes it's kind of funny that you and Cobb were worried about michigan taking your coach because on friday he left and went to alabama oh my god i know that was man ted i gotta hear your thoughts on that i'm sure you have mixed feelings i mean look you want to be happy for what DeBoer did for Washington's program. But, and coaches leave, I understand it. But two main things. Number one, I don't know that a coach has ever been in the national title game and then in the same business week. We're not even talking seven days. The same business week left the university. <laughs> I mean, that's tough, dude. And they offered him a ton of money. But the problem is, is that DeBoer and the coach at South Carolina and Lane Kiffin and Saban all have the same agent. So that's now we're finding out. That's why DeBoer didn't sign the extension. That guy was trying to get everybody a pay raise. And then mm-hmm. DeBoer actually got the job. Wow. Do you know what his offer at UW was? I'm not sure. I just know like Alabama didn't offer that much more money. They just they just have better NIL deals. And it is Alabama. It's Alabama, man. So, right. I got into a huge fight the other night with a group of people. They're like, it's the holy grail of college football. I'm like, it is. Yeah, Saban made it great again. There were some really bad years for Alabama football, too. So I'll be interested to see what DeBoer does down there. But I can guarantee you, I already don't like Alabama. Now it's like, fuck Alabama. Dude, that's honestly exactly how I was feeling. It's like, so he has a family in Bellevue, like two young daughters. And, One of which is supposed to play softball for UW. Right, exactly. And you're going to go live in a hotel in Alabama? I mean, <laughs> I get it that that's a big job, but that was a big job because Saban has been there killing it. Like with Saban gone, any other team could be just as big in college football. I mean, I would understand a USC. I would understand a Texas. You know, somewhere warm, somewhere nice, but like, you want to go live in, it's in Tuscaloosa, right? Correct. I mean, I don't care if you're getting $20 million. Like, what can you buy in Tuscaloosa that's going to equate to, like, being with your family in Seattle for five, you know, or whatever he was making up there? 
Yeah, and I mean, I, my main point is just this. And look, I'll talk about the transfer portal and this and that, but I don't want to hear anything from these freaking co- coaches that break contracts and break their word all the time and leave. Like, stop bitching about a 21-year-old dude who transfers. Like, kids are, you know what I mean? Like, let them transfer. Like, I don't care anymore. It's like, the coaches are the worst. They've been doing this forever. I mean, to DeBoer's credit, at least he went in there and talked to him. But, like, Brian Kelly, when he left Notre Dame, he just up and left. And then Washington went down to Arizona and hired their coach. (laughs) So, it's like, you're just poaching back and forth. And it just, I don't know. I love college football so much. And me and my brother talk about it. But in my mind, it's by far the dirtiest of the major sports in America. Like it is, it is dirty. It's filthy. It's all f-ed up. But I do thoroughly love it and enjoy it. But God, college football's messed up, man. Oh yeah, and you got to think on all those recruiting trips that DeBoer has been going into over the last you know year and a half. He's like, hey, come to Washington. We're gonna win a natty. I'm gonna be there. I got your back. Like I'll guide you through. And then he's like, psych, I'm out. Yeah, and like somebody leaked the audio of the talk he gave, and it's like. Like I believe you, but also like I don't. That would be tough for me as a player. Like I don't. I don't need your crocodile tears, dude. And it's also, also like, yeah, he already got into the just, natty. But you just lost the national title game. Next year is a 12, 12 team field, so it's like it opens. Like you can win a national title at Washington. Like you're right there easily. You literally were, you know, a couple touchdowns away. Like it can be done. And now, like the boosters are kicking in. Like you know, you dub like one massive student body and two, like they put out so many graduates. So like there is a ton of money behind the UW booster program. If you're winning games. Well, that's the other thing too. Like Bill Gates was at that game. Like, Hey Bill, why don't you kick down some Microsoft money? But you know, Paul Allen, I think was more of the I'm into sports and kind of stuff, but it's like, man, if Microsoft or Amazon, if one of those companies started putting out money for the UW, like everybody would be coming here. Oh, yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, that's the Paul Allen situation is a whole different conversation with. Uh, um, Oh, my God. Just like the 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 Seahawks changes over the week, which I don't even know if we want to talk about since we don't usually go too deep on sports. But like, come on, that's our guy. Peak at the right time. Pete Carroll. It is. They just didn't peak at all this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's. I mean, you fun. can't be great every single year, though. You know, you got to rebuild. Like he lost a lot of people. I get it. But that's not it. They had they over. I mean, look, this is what Snyder, the GM, said today. He said we overachieved last year and we underachieved this year. Like it seemed like they were right there. And honestly, like it's almost like the Seahawks took a step backwards. So I can I can fathom getting rid of Pete Carroll, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's just a weird week. And then it's funny. Our other buddy Barnes, who works at a massive sports station in a morning show in Seattle, like I was texting him last night, like, you back from Morocco? As him and a bunch of dudes were riding mini bikes from Morocco. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, amazing trip, but all hell broke loose while you were gone in the last week. And he's like, I know. The one, like, I was like, the one week you're not there, UW goes to a national title, loses, loses their coach, and Pete Carroll's gone. It's just like, damn. I mean, it's yeah. got to be the strangest week in Seattle sports history. And up there. All, I mean, essentially all negative right now. I, it was Correct. cool being in the natty, though, I got to say. But yeah, that was that was tough to lose. Yeah. And Matt, the right. So it's me and Cobb and then uh, <laughs> his soon to be father-in-law and another guy that went to the game together. So we're all in this text thread. And Friday, I'm kind of sitting there. I'm watching all the news, seeing what, what's going to go on with DeBoer. And I'm like, ah, you know, like I kind of know those guys. Should I send a text or whatever? Boom. The other dude just comes over the top. Like, you believe this BS? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Cobb never jumped in, but the three of us were going back and forth. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that was that was just a wild week for what a roller coaster for Seattle sports fans. Just Plays all over the map, right? Huh? Yeah, oh, sorry. Matt, we think... got a big delay on you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes. Sorry, you kind of froze up and then sped up there for a second. Oh, okay. There you are. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's weird how your mind messes with you, too, because, like, I talked to my buddy on Thursday night, and then he was supposed to do that uh, radio interview on KJR. I said to my buddy, he goes, I got, if he doesn't go to that interview 
there's big trouble. He cancels it. So I wake up. I was up early. He canceled the interview. And then you like, you just, you're reading stuff. And it's like, and then before I knew it, I was starting to buy it. Like, ah, maybe he's just working out a new deal. And I was uh, like, maybe they're going to get Loxley from Maryland and hire him back at Alabama. And then like when they announced it, I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, obviously he was gone. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was brutal. I'm with you, man. You got to a natty in the town that you like with your family. Like, why not just ride that out? It's like now he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be living in Alabama. What else is there to say? Yeah. I will also say this. I told people on the men's room, but I just want to reiterate it here. And I get it. You know, people go, it's a business decision. I got to do what's best for me and my family. I'm like, listen, you, everybody, if you can hear my voice, just make sure when it's your turn to make that decision, you keep the same energy because they don't care. And it's not like a college coach. It might just be your job or whatever. Keep the same energy with them. Don't let them ever try to be like, oh, well, you need to be loyal and this and that. Like, nope, nope. We're doing business decisions. Don't make it. Don't make it an emotional. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I guess my thinking with the Alabama job is like the difference in money is not worth the difference in lifestyle. But, you know, we'll but, right. But you're you're talking about. I don't know that the towns make that big of a difference when you're talking about trying to be the best college coach. So you want to go to Alabama. Obviously, if you have a choice between Tuscaloosa and Seattle, I think a lot of people will take Tus or uh, Seattle. I think for him, it's more of just having that job. Yeah, I guess. But I'm just like, you know, Alabama wasn't in the national title. UW was. So I, it, I mean, I guess he's feeling like maybe he would get better recruits at Alabama. People want to play SEC football, but I feel like over a period of a few years, well, maybe not Washington, well, but and it's, certainly and, there's other schools that are in that combo. Right, and Michigan beat Alabama in overtime. So, I mean, they were only a couple plays away from that natty. Sure, yeah, you're not wrong. Also, <laughs> big shoes to fill. Yeah, that's my big issue. I just wouldn't want to be the coach after Nick Saban. It's like when Howard Stern left uh, regular radio. There was a lot of morning shows that got gigs, and a lot of them failed. Just that I think a lot of it, some of them were good shows, but it's just tough when you replace the man. Like, I feel like, I mean, look, in a perfect world, I'll be honest with you, uh, DeBoer loses a few games the first couple seasons, they fire him, and then the next guy's good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, he basically has to go back to the natty because, like, Saban went out as a top four team. You know, like, Alabama fans want results. Yeah. And it's Alabama. Like he's gonna have a rude awakening when he loses loses a game or something. Like people are gonna freak the f out. Yeah, and like Tuscaloosa, you know, I haven't been, but I imagine there's nowhere to hide. Like people see you out and about. You know, you're not anonymous in that town. <laughs> I like, like. I don't know who said it, but my brother was telling. I think it was my brother. Like, like, oh, he thinks he's ready for the pressure. If he if he loses the coin flip in the first game, people are going to want his head. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a good was, line. That's just a different beast down there. Now, a little more sports. Let's have a good laugh. Ah, the Dallas Cowboys. They just can't get it together in the playoffs. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, they got. I'm not absolute, a fan of America's team. Either am I. And I mean, they just got absolutely smoked. I was like, damn. Like, this is brutal. Uh, but, yeah, I'm at that point in the playoffs now where I was like, all right, Seahawks aren't in it. And I was like, for our buddy Sal, I was like, I'll cheer for the Dolphins. Dolphins are already out. I'm like, I'm just watching football now as I'm a junkie and there's not many games left. <laughs> yeah. You're going to just become a Taylor Swift fan, man. <laughs> oh, all right. So let's talk about that a little bit. Who was You're going to have to catch me up. I'm behind. So, like... uh. Was it Tony Dungy talking about like the Taylor Swift effect and was like, I don't think football fans really care about it. And like, like what's he got to do with football? And that's why people are leaving. Like the NFL has the biggest, best numbers in all of sports. There are, I think they're like the number, either them or the premier leagues, the number one and number two sports leagues in the world. And then like Brett Favre came out and said something. And it's like, listen, you old fuddy duddies. Like Taylor Swift has done nothing but promote football. That's what it was. Yeah. Brett Favre said she's just dating Kelsey for a cash grab. And it's like, oh, my God, are you even fucking aware of what's <laughs> coming out of your mouth? Like, she's worth a billion dollars. She doesn't need a cash grab. And also, like, we got to stop. Like, I don't know. Like, people are like, oh, 
the league's gone woke and this and that. It's like, well, the ratings haven't shown that. So it's like, great. I'm glad you're happy. I, I'll, I'll also, when all the Kaepernick stuff happened, I will never understand people that are like, I don't care about, uh, uh, you know, I don't, athletes and their politics, but I'm not watching the league anymore because of Callan Kaepernick. And I remember looking at my one a girl I grew up with, looking at her dad, and I said, oh, if you don't care what he thinks about politics, what do you care? Watch the goddamn game. <laughs> so you're only punishing yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know That's I mean? uh yeah, seriously. And and bring it back to the Taylor Swift fans, like that is a 100% untapped jersey market for the NFL. Not a single one of those women owned an NFL jersey until this year. Like yeah. She's making the league money hand over fist. They should be giving her that box. Maybe they are. But yeah, like who care like what's wrong with there being more fans? Like, oh no, we don't want more hot chicks at the games. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, in attractive the popular- young women who are smiley and fun. Yeah, and then this weekend, people are like, "There's a game on Peacock." This is why nobody watches this league anymore. And it's like that's just false. Like, look <laughs> at the numbers. The NFL dominates not just sports leagues; it dominates TV viewership. Like when you look at the top fifty shows at the end of the year, usually like forty-seven of them are NFL games. Two of them are like a college game and then like the Oscars or something. So just like those are the 50 like stop. Like there's nobody like I don't I don't I don't know what some of those people they just say stuff to say stuff. That's why nobody watches it anymore. It's like no, you're you're wrong. <laughs> you're just dead wrong. You have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, Jerry Jones is gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, people yeah, people like saying wild, wild ass, man. That's for sure. Yeah, right. Just, just wait. Get ready. Like, get ready for what? Even you Dude, know. that was that was like um, Papa John, Papa John Schnatter. And what did he say? He said, "Get ready for the Matt." Do you remember what the actual line was? Oh. I'm gonna try to find it. It's I remember like he the... talked about eating 30 pizzas in 30 days or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real pizza man. <laughs> well, and it was like the something is coming, like the uh, oh, the day of reckoning. What? Yeah. Papa John's found something like that. Like that just got so wild. Yeah. Papa John's day of reckoning. That's right. He was like in that sweaty interview. He was like porn sweat. He was like, I've had 40 pizzas in the last 31 days or whatever. He's like, the day of reckoning is coming. It's like, dude, chill out. You make pizza. I love that, dude. Yeah. I know. <laughs> dude, it is so funny. You get like these, I don't want to say alt right, but certainly like strongly conservative business owners who all of a sudden like get political, like Papa John. And what's the My Pillow guy? His business is now like defunct. Um, I can't think of his name. Mike, which Mike, uh, Mike Lindell. Thank you, Mike Lindell. Yeah, now and then I guess he just got cut by Fox News, like so he can't advertise on there anymore. Just wild, man. Like just sit back. You you've done you've done something that very few people do. Like sit back, collect your eighteen million bucks a year, and live a great life. Yeah, and that my pillow is dope. It's a good product. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've eaten plenty of Papa John's. It's like we just, it's like God. <laughs> just right. It's just I don't know. It's wild. It's yeah. also like uh, I don't know. You know, when Trump was in office, though, I I have so many people I know that be like, oh, look at this one. Yeah, he's going down now. He's going. To, they got him this time. I was like, ah, I'm. It, it, people on the left, you could stop saying that until something actually happens. Because I'm sick of hearing that too. Like, yeah, what yeah. other charges? Like, now we know his record. It's not going to show you his tax stuff. Like, none of this should be surprising. Yeah. Well, and right now it is kind of wild given all the like both federal and state cases that are working their way against him. But, you know, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, my dad brings that stuff up pretty regularly when we talk. And I'm like, here's the thing I'm like, you can't really send him to prison. Like, what are you going to do? If you're a judge, I mean, you're in a tight spot. Like you can't not do anything because he's got 35 felonies that he's on trial for or whatever. But also like you can't put him in prison or like, you know, like people know who you are and there are millions of like Trump supporters out there and people are going to be pissed off. And so I don't know. It's just hey, I'm really you, interesting. Hey, look, you can put him in jail. I mean, that's the party of law and order. You get convicted. You got to do the time. Look, I'm I'm with you from um, a like, you know, legal interpretation standpoint. I mean, from like a practical standpoint where like that is going to be a wild circus if he's like even doing like a one year sentence 
people are going to riot. It's going to be wild. And like whatever judge does that, I mean, I feel like there's, I don't even want to say on here because I don't want the FBI like knocking on my door, but like crazy stuff. I mean, just seriously imagine just being a judge and being that person like you're going to get some inbound, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, the guy broke into Nancy Pelosi's house and tried to attack her husband or attacked her husband with a claw hammer looking for her. Like we already have cases of this crazy stuff going on. It's like. And it, I, I mean, to me, the worst thing is, is that I talk all the time, right? Is you just, you just, you lose millions of people in the middle, right? There's plenty of Republicans who are not Trump people, yeah, right? There's plenty of Democrats who are not Biden people, but like, it's gotten so extreme. You just, I feel like you just lose everybody in the middle. Yeah. The silent majority. Um, and yeah, I just, I think uh, just being the one to actually put your pen to that paper and be like, it's my name on the, you know, Trump prison sentence is going to be wild. And the only thing uh, we don't have to switch over to politics, but the only thing I thought was pretty crazy is in the Georgia case, I thought that they had assigned that judge, but that judge actually selected the case. He's like 34 years old or 33 years old, like something wild. And he's just like, yep, I'm in. Yeah. And Georgia's weird too, because their RICO laws are different. So yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, last wild year started off wild. <laughs> Do you have you guys watched Louder Milk? Never even heard of it. Nope. So it's uh I can't think Ron Livingston from like Office Space. Oh yeah, I love that guy. All right. Watch that show. He's like he's like an addiction specialist because he's a recovering alcoholic and he's like lives in Seattle. Will Sasso, the funny comedian, is his roommate and like his sober, sober coach, but Loudermouth like runs all these classes, but he's just an ass. And like he thinks he's always right about stuff. I mean, it's it's pretty darn funny. It's a little dark, but uh, it's pretty good. And like he's obviously good at his job and helping people and run the meetings. But man, he just and Livingston's so good at that dry, like kind of response. So yeah, yeah, he is. I, I I started watching it just the other day, and I'm I'm a few episodes in. Like as soon as we're done now, like I'm gonna eat some eat some dinner, and like I'm gonna get a couple episodes in. Yeah, it looks like it's uh it's on Netflix for people who are curious. There's been three seasons and it is n- no longer or maybe they're filming new seasons. I don't know if it's been canceled. It doesn't. Say I think it, they're but... filming four and five right now because I saw nice. Will Sasso t- tweeting that out. Plus, also, I love that. dude. I love Will Sasso. Oh, yeah, nice. he's Same. awesome. He's so good back in the day on like Mad TV and stuff. Yeah, Will so Sasso's it's pretty. The man. I was pumped when I saw him pop up on that show. I was like, nice. Again, yeah, he's still really funny too. I've seen him in a couple podcasts recently, but yeah, he kind of like dropped off the map for a bit there. Well, that's the other thing too is like there's so many networks and streaming services. Like there's shows out there because you're almost like, wonder what that guy's up to, and it's like, oh, he's on this show. Like you don't even know. I know it is that whole thing is weird. Actually, Ted, you're one of the bigger TV people I know. What do you think about that? Like we got rid of the cable package. We like were cord cutters. And I would just like got all these same damn bundles back. But they feel more expensive. <laughs> I think it's what happened? they are. And in no way am I surprised. Also, yeah. a lot of people that cut that were like record cutters. It's like, right. But you sit on your computer or your tablet and watch shows still. So it's like I never we used to have this argument. Like, I never really understood it. Like, all right, well, great. Like, I know people like I don't even own a TV. Like, all right. Well, what about the computer over there? Do you watch stuff on that? Well, yeah, like. So you own a TV. <laughs> Technically, it's not a TV. So, I mean, yeah, this is what's bound to happen. You had Netflix and now everybody else is involved. So, yeah, even if you don't have cable, by the time you pay for all that stuff, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But so I do think do? it's good opportunities for a lot of shows to get made that probably never would have gotten made if it was just cable and the networks. Oh, yeah, dude. It looks like on Loudermilk, Brian Regan is on there, too. Undercover. Yeah. Great comedian. One of my favorites for a long time. Clean comedian, too, which is tough. Which is funny because I think on the show he curses. Really? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, he was a Ted. Was... Oh. Go ahead, Matt. Do you remember the show Las Vegas? On NBC back in the day? Man, I don't. Josh Duhamel. Uh... Silence is deafening. I'm going to say no. Okay. Well, it's got a lot of hot chicks in it. And... Nice. It was just kind of the golden era of of the networks. It was before all the streaming stuff, and like 
it just came back on Peacock. It w- it hasn't been there the whole time. Like whatever happened to that show? I love that show. It's like Molly Sims, Nikki Cox, and Vanessa Marcel are like all Ooh. in it. It's yeah. I Nikki watched Cox. a lot. I know. I mean, there were so many episodes of Unhappily Ever After. I think that was that show, right? That I used yeah. to watch. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh man, she's a legend, dude. That's what, the, that's what hooked me on that show back in the day. And yeah, I'm rewatching it on Peacock. It's so good. I've only watched that and just shoot me in the last like six months. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, David Spade is awesome. I don't know that he gets enough credit for how funny his show is. So are. good. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a break here and we'll come back with some emails. What's Madden in the cop topic? All right. Welcome back. Thanks to all our sponsors. And uh, during the break, I was explaining to these guys, I'm going to try flock chicken skin, crisp, Terry black uh, barbecue flavored. You know, maybe I'll maybe while you're reading the emails, I'll just go ahead and try one. Maybe we get a live taste test. Well, let's see. Wow. (laughs) All right. So it's a, it's a red bag and they're chicken skins. So is that like, like uh, I might sound completely ridiculous, but is that like similar to, like a pork rind where it's like the like are we talking about literally the skin of a chicken that's fried in oil so were you that is my impression yes like a pork rind like it's just chicken skin oh yeah nah, you're gonna have to believe me but holy shit, dude that's metal all right the shit the the rind is in first impressions ted he's smiling that is so good <laughs> i mean we have been good for you but goddamn, that's good nice dude it's like a pork rind. Oh, man, that is good. <laughs> it's like a chip kind of. Yeah. Type vibe. It's literally wow. just a little piece of skin. Oh, wow. you just reminded me I haven't eaten all day. Now I'm hungry. Woo. <laughs> Ted, I don't think I've seen you that excited about a new food in a while. Where'd you get this thing? I might try to get some. Uh. <laughs> my algorithm and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he talks about Terry Blacks a lot. Give him give him the chicken rinds. <laughs> I think it's that and talking about cutting down on carbs and stuff and Instagram the next day. It's like, you should try these, man. There's no car. There's no car- carbs and chicken skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. First email. Uh, so so some of these we didn't do email last week and we've been kind of off and on whatever. So um we got some from like around Christmas time as well. So just a heads up. All right. Recently started listening to the Grace podcast and all the land. All the all land. land. Great stuff here. Anyway, I'm sitting here on Saturday night with a glass of wine, waiting for SNL to come on and waiting to see if it's Ted's birthday yet. Ted's pretty lucky to have such great friends. Happy birthday, Ted. Merry Christmas to all and happy New Year's. Tight lines, fellas. Tony. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate that. Yeah. Also, Tony, I'm curious. If you could email in, how did you hear about the podcast? I just am always curious how people get into it. Sleeve man, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Been listening. <laughs> anytime I, I, you know, when I read these emails, I kind of glance ahead. And anytime I see my name, I just get nervous. I'm like, oh, what did we get wrong? Uh, been listening for a few years now, and I'm finally writing in uh, for my first cop topic. I've actually thought of three things that we were in the golden age of, so I'll try to keep this brief. Uh, first, I'll start with the most boring. I think we're in the golden age of the common man having access to the stock market and especially cryptocurrency. We've already seen the impact of this with the GameStop short squeeze. There's never been a time in history where a person could set aside some of their money and potentially turn it into a lot more money in a short period of time with literally no effort. Of course, there's an element of luck to it, but that can be mitigated with doing some research before investing. As always, don't gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Slave man, I would piggyback on that and say that um, we humans like uh, have never been able to organize in the way that they are now. There's a good book about that called The Crisis of Authority. But yeah, how everyone could band together for something like that. Everyone who doesn't know each other, it's sort of like a weird decentralized, um, you know, short seller or hedge fund type of move. But it's like made up by a bunch of, you know, individual entities or nodes on the network which is kind of cool and definitely brand new and really caught a lot of those hedge fund guys uh, off guard. Dude, uh, honestly, I was just watching a show about Vikings the other day and it's, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Like people are just in England. 
they have no idea these Vikings even exist. And then they just show up and just destroy your town and burn everything down. It's just like, right. So nowadays, you know, info about like, I was just like, can you imagine sitting there and one day, like, like a dude just throws an ax through my slider. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude. And you see them on the horizon. You're like, what are those? Like, are those friend or foe? And they come ashore yeah. and you're like, holy ass, these guys are huge and they've got axes and they want our women and our food. <laughs> right. they, they want what we have. Yeah, it is crazy. I was just thinking about that the other day. Just the uh, the access to information we have is really so wild. Like before, think about pre-internet. Like if you were going to learn to like even something as simple as like being a barista. Like I watched a YouTube video this morning on how to use an espresso machine that uh, my girlfriend got. And it's just like I would have just had to like go meet a barista and be like, can you teach me how to use this thing? Or like read the manual that came with it, which there wasn't one. Yeah. It's just wild. Yeah. It's insanity. Yeah. It's insanity. Um. Okay, uh, the second um, thing that we're going in the golden age of uh, coincides with what you guys were saying about comedians, but with music. I believe we're in the golden age of artists, excuse me, artists creating and spreading their work and consumers having access to it. Musicians can create their work on seemingly limitless devices and programs in their own home and release it to the world on a variety of mediums online. Someone who makes music as a hobby can become a sensation almost overnight. The consumer can also delve into the most granular... Ugh, level of any <laughs> musical genre. Uh, it's it's late here in Austin, allowing them to find the music that fits them just right. Dude, I totally agree. And I hope that the cream rises to the top. My fear is that people react to like what is um, loud and bright and shiny rather than what is quality. But, you know, tweet your zone. And you're right. There is a lot of good artists in general coming up through the ether matt what's up <laughs> go ahead i'll just i'm still laughing about your thing with the the coffee maker and you're like i would have had to meet a barista and ask them how to use this thing or read the manual that came with it no i said <laughs> that didn't come with it oh you said didn't come with it okay yeah i misheard you but i was one laughing those, about that. <clears throat> one of those weird tattooed baristas um ted if i remember correctly you were a big bikini barista guy for a while or maybe actually that was matt my bad that was matt uh i would have probably asked one of them uh okay wait oh finally i think this i ran into one of the most famous bikini baristas at the uh at the kraken game oh nice yeah i'm just looking at this girl and she's like i'm like rachel she's like What's up? Wow. Yeah. I was like, huh. Legend. Yeah. And we had some, I like, I know her, but we had other mutual friends from a whole different part of my life. And I was like, huh. All right. (laughs) You never know. She's an icon in that world. She, She, dude. And this is like, like in between periods. It's like, I'm talking to her husband too. I think it's her husband. And then, like, they walk away, and, like, the people I'm with are like, who the hell is that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's kind of a famous bikini barista and has her own stands and everything now. Long story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, I think this one has been the case for at least the last decade, but I'd say we're in the golden age of microbreweries. Every city has at least a dozen, and every backwater town has at least one. And they're all crushing it. You can feel their passion for brewing in every single one of these places. And they're awesome to visit, imbibe, socialize, support a local business, and have a good time. Hot on their heels seem to be local distilleries making hard seltzers, hard ciders, liquors, and spirits. Bonus Golden Age prediction. 2024 will be the Golden Age of the Mariners. This is our year. Let's spend some money and let's get some good bats. Go Mariners. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, Just, I hope so. I mean, too. look, it's good for the whole city, but I, I know so many diehard Mariners fans. Like, God, give them something. Yeah, honestly, selfishly, it's good for the popcorn business too. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Uh, whoops, wrote this in on thepodcast.com first and realized my mistake. Uh, nope, that's Sleeve Man also. I appreciate the extra effort, Sleeve Man. And now I know your real name. <laughs> Sleeve uh, Man. 
2024 motto and Huskies in the natty. Boys, for, <laughs> dude, when emails start that way, I already know it's going to be a hitter. <laughs> Boys, first and foremost, isn't it wild that the Huskies are in the natty? Let's go. I'm headed to Houston, so if by chance uh, any of you are going, let me know and we can link up for a beer or a tailgate. Damn, opportunity missed. That would have been sick. Uh, that brings me to my second point. Can I suggest a motto for 2024? I feel our nation, due to COVID and political turmoil, has been just surviving. This has been the case for me as well. It's been a rough one, yet one of growth, and it's starting to pay off. So I think it's time to start, sur- stop surviving and start thriving. The Huskies are thriving. I'm thriving. The podcast chairs are thriving so hard they're about to break the market. Let's keep it going and unite the nation, nay, the world, under one motto, the year of the thrive. Love you guys, and your podcast truly is the greatest in all the land. Mike all Beattie. land. Who's that from? Mike Beatty. I mean, I like what he's saying, man. He's right. Let's thrive this year. I'm on board. Yeah. It's, t- <laughs> it's time to shine, boys. Big year. <laughs> Greetings. I was, I mean, talking about thriving. And when I left Austin, I said to Cobb's girl, she's like, what are you up to the next couple months or whatever? I was like, I got to chill out. Okay, <laughs> just between the holidays and everything else. Saturday, like I was at a uh, a friend's house. They were having like a little get together. People were making pizzas. And uh, somebody that I hadn't seen, they were just like, what's up with you, man? I was like, eh, nothing. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, what do you, what do you like on a, you not you don't drink anymore? What'd you do? And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, no, I'm just not drinking tonight. I'm like, damn, <laughs> aggressive. And he's like, well, usually when I see you here, I'm like, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I can, I can still hang out. <laughs> I was at the daddy. I went ham. Yeah, right. I was, I was like, man, I'm, <laughs> and on top of it, it's like I'm freaking driving. <laughs> so, yeah. I know. I feel like sometimes people feel like personally insulted when you don't drink. Um, anyway, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Gentlemen, been listening for quite a while and catching up on the podcast. MCTP made a recommendation a couple episodes back about the show Obliterated on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I checked it out um, on January 2nd and couldn't stop watching until about 1 a.m. Finished four episodes in a row. The only reason I stopped is that I had to be up by 5.30 a.m. Oh, my God. The scenes with the little green goblin in the helicopter cockpit are hilarious. Thanks for the recommendation and LARP on. Dude, hell yeah. (laughs) I think I'm through three episodes. It's Yeah, that's a fun one. I'm glad he emailed in and reminded people about how great that is. <laughs> that show is insanity. Yeah. All right, guys, we got uh, how many more do you want to do? We got a couple. Uh, we can do two more. All right. Attention, the podcast stocks are rising like a. T- oh, Jesus. And that's just the <laughs> subject line. <laughs> To the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. I apologize for such a vulgar subject line, but it's my hope that Cobb won't read this live on the podcast too late. <laughs> and it'll be pre-read. We'll see. You know what's funny, uh, Spencer, is I did pre-read this. When it came in my email, I was like, oh, I'm opening that. Opened it, read like the first two lines, completely forgot about it. Looks like this came five days ago. And well, here we are with my foot in my mouth again. Um, plus I think that phrase is hilarious and always makes me laugh just like you guys for absolutely free. And let's not forget that this is the longest running podcast in KSW's history. I'm pretty sure that's true, but like the podcast, it, it can be a wealth of misinformation. I've been listening since, damn, I've been listening since the year of the hustle. In fact, it was that year that I determined to write my novel. Now, some 11, 12 years, I'm still with you and I'm a self-published author Dude, hell yeah. Nice work. Writing a book is hard as all hell. A lot of respect for that. Uh, I missed some in the middle and haven't listened quite religiously as I have uh, with the men's room. But for 2024, my resolution, I kept it simple just to keep up with the podcast. (laughs) I mean, I respect it. That should be an easy. That's an easy, accomplishable mission. Pump the stock. As for the rest of the podcast listeners out there, I have a challenge for you. 
That is, if it's okay with you guys. I call it the subject line challenge, and it's simple. Write an email with a funny subject line, a riddle, or anything that will make Cobb immediately read the email. Anyway, just an idea. Keep up with the hilarious podcast, and know it is appreciated. As always, Larbomb. Nice. Nice. I like that energy. That was a great email, great subject line. Love it. Let's go out on that one. The yeah. Two, I'm not sure which way they're leaning. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's time to check in with what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's maddening? Check out with what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Check out with what's maddening. All right. Um. So I guess I should start Thursday night. I got the chance to Tyler and I got to go see Jesse and Jamie were in town. Um, Jesse, of course, surprised us on the Christmas episode and set up. Yep. Is it Ted's birthday.com? So they were down in, in uh, downtown Palm Springs with their two kids. Um, my first time meeting the youngest one. And their oldest one claimed to remember us. I was pretty, pretty stoked. She's a smart one. And, you know, I thought we had some good times back in the day. So, um, yeah, it was it was great to see them both. Great to, you know. And you met the whole crew, right? Yeah. <clears throat> that was so Sunday was the first time I met the Brits. Oh, OK. I don't exactly know who they were. Uh, <laughs> I just met them. <laughs> I was about to be like they were the ones with the accents, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, we uh, is we went and met up with them. There's always a street fair on Thursday nights. I went to Cobb. I went to it with Cobb the first time I ever went. Uh, actually, it's it's just dope. It's every Thursday, and so Tyler and I started at the 420 Bank. <laughs> then we met up with them, walked around a little bit, went to this restaurant. And they had a big table for us right by the stage. And like, Jesse and Jamie have a baby. And it's like, <laughs> there's this band playing like kind of not great covers. Like very, it's, there are these big, it's all over the place down here. Every, all these restaurants have these cover bands that are like these middle-aged to older dudes just like jamming. They're having a great time. I love to see it, but it's not great music to be seated by. <laughs> for an entire meal like right in your eardrum with a baby there and That's so wrong. we were like we got to get moved and um so they ended up moving us to two separate tables and the brits were like you got to sit next to jesse and jamie because you never see them you guys live down here and so yeah we just it was just tyler me jesse jamie and their kids and uh oh nice it was awesome catching up um francis had a dope jacket man Dude, yeah, she's stylish. Um, the one she got here, you mean? You saw yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, that blue and pink one. Yeah. Um, so she found a little, uh, you know, poncho jacket thing and at the street fair. And yeah, it was great to see them. Uh, then Friday night. That was the night. Yeah. Went and saw the beekeeper with Jason Statham. All right. Way better than Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> the last movie I saw. <laughs> um, I respect that. Yeah, it was. It was just. A, I mean, it was a classic Jason Statham movie. Like every checked every box, everything you want to see from the guy. Still got it. Uh, yeah, it was so fun. Um, you know that that theater has the personal pan pizzas from Pizza Hut. Oh, game on! So, and we get these five dollar tickets through the T Mobile Tuesdays app. So it's just like. We've, you know, yeah, we just go to these $5 movies and this one was awesome. Um, so, yeah, then uh, I don't remember what happened Saturday. And then Sunday we hiked um, the trails kind of in my front yard. Uh, there's like mountains and there's like a really populated trail right in front of my house. And then but that trail connects to this other one that goes up higher in the mountains and like back behind this other golf course and then by the golf course that I work at. And then it's like, takes you all the way to the highway through this other trail. It's like this awesome views the entire time. It was just a, a super fun hike to like, I literally started right above my work 
and then, you know, hiked around my work around this other dope course and, you know, ended up in my front yard. And so it's a really fun, you know, through hike, just one way. It's not that out and back. And most of it was like just the two of us. Like I said, when we got to the trail in front of our house, there's people every 20 feet. It was crazy. But like the rest of it, we were like, dude, it's literally just us out here. This is so dope. There's like a little oasis with, you know, palm trees and some water. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah, really cool to see my little radius from a different perspective up there in the mountains. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I like too. It's fun when you're on a trail by yourself. Spark up a little doobie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we uh yeah, we we just had a lot of fun. I mean, it went by quick. It took three and a half hours for eight miles. Felt pretty good about that. And all right. Um yeah, just uh yeah, it was it was it was a really cool, I mean, just gorgeous day and and those views were like insane. But I was still like looking at the golf holes because I'll get to play them in the summer, like all right, let's see if I can see any any new ideas up here <laughs> just to pass the time. Because it's like, we got a lot of steps. We got like 20,000 more steps to go. <laughs> like that. You got to, you got to, I mean, hey, look, next year's, next year's golf season started today. <laughs> right. Mental visualization from all angles. Well in advance. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's awesome. You got to meet everybody and. They were down there as well. Like it, it got brought up a couple times on Sunday. I was like, I know, I got to get down there. They were like, seriously. I was like, all right, you guys are killing me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and the kids, the kids loved it. That's what I love is like all these like all my friends and my brother's kids. Like it, all these kids love their little. You know, they they know the desert's awesome, and they just love coming out here and living their best life. And you know, yeah, they just love pools. We got them everywhere. Like have a yeah. ball, kids. Pools are um, awesome as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love them as an adult. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cobb, you'll be happy to know, too. I got a text from Matt over the weekend. He's like, where are you staying in June? I was like, the hotel. He's like, all right. And then I was like, boots on the ground. I know the neighbors. Like, I'll show you around. What I, what I say, Saturday morning, breakfast tacos at uh, Veracruz, all natural on me. On me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. We're thinking about making a whole event of it, actually. I know. Well, I've had a couple different people been like, are you, we can all get together and rent a house and this and that. I said, you go ahead. I said, for the weekend, I'm in that hotel. I'm not missing any of the action coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, dude. That's awesome. Uh, well, I guess it's about that time. Boop, doop, doop, boop, boop. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right. Usually the cop topics are pretty easy to come up with. This week, I sort of strained back and forth between what direction to lead to, you know, leaning back and forth between which way to go, because it's it's a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. We're feeling good, but it's been a rough start. Um, but I feel like generally speaking, the outlook for 2024 is pretty solid for people. So the other day I was listening to a podcast and I feel like most things about health you know, I've kind of heard and this guy just summed up like all health knowledge in one sentence and it really stuck with me. And so I kind of basically just wanted to shoehorn it in here for people listening. But um, what he said was treat your body like it's a house that you're going to live in for the next 40 years. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, if I was going to like take care of a house and I knew I was going to be there for a long time, like I would take a lot better care of it than I'm taking now, whether that's nutrition, taking care of your teeth, taking care of, you know, any little things that you see that maybe are going wrong, like, you know, um, whatever, a fungus under your toenail, something like that. So anyway, the cop topic this week, uh, yeah, keep that quote in mind as you think about how you prepare for your year. Um, the cop topic this week is if you could give your younger self one piece of health advice, what would it be? Feel free to email us literally the word email at the with two E's, the podcast.com. Um, if you could give your younger self one piece of health advice, what would it be? Boys? It's kind of, it's a little bit tougher. Like, I wish I didn't have. Like, I still struggle with, like, emotional eating, but I don't know that I, 
I could tell my younger self that or that would make a ton of difference. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's just kind of the environment you grow up in. You know, it's like celebrate with some food. Things are bad. Oh, we'll get fast food. Yeah, I so, still do that all the time. Good call. Yeah, I would. I mean, the main thing probably is just I would just maybe try to tell them, like, stop drinking all that soda and, like, get used to eating fruits and vegetables. Just get used to eating real food. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and Ted, you know, you've really completely changed, like, as far as, like, your sort of family history and legacy. Like, you talked about a lot of the meals you ate growing up versus, like, I see the stuff that you eat and think about now, and it's, like, completely different. And I feel like that's doing no small part to both your hard work and Matt's hard work. So I think that's pretty rare that people actually change what, what, what they eat. Yeah. And it's tough, right? I mean, there's, especially nowadays, there's so much good food that's readily available and easy mm. to get. Mm. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. Um. I mean, depends on when I was talking to myself, you know, um, but yeah, I would definitely just tell, I would have, depends on when, like, you know, because I kind of figured some stuff out al- along the way. But if I could go back like 10 years ago, I knew about controlled articular rotations and didn't do them and didn't learn more about them and could have, you know, if I could have started that joint health range of motion journey a lot earlier. <laughs> I think that would have been good, but like my biggest like accomplishments of 2023 fitness wise are like, I have control over my individual toes now. Like my toes aren't just like kind of, you know, stuck anymore. And like, I can, I can move my spine one vertebrae at a time, like pretty much on command, which took both those things took me all of 2023. (laughs) Like to, to be this able is to not say to dismiss confident. it, but I feel like I'm on like a weird Tinder date right now. Like I, can move. <laughs> <laughs> I can move my spine one vertebrae at a time. <laughs> you know what? That's awesome, you know that, dude. That equals pleasure for a lady. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's a magic move. <laughs> magic Matt. <laughs> magic Matt, dude. Hell yeah. Magic Matt in the desert, baby. 2024. Let's go. He's Bring out it. there thriving. Yeah. Out there moving one vertebrae at a time, baby. You know how we do. Pump the stock, Ted. Pump the stock. You know what? For Magic Matt, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.